Benjamin, what's your bit? <laughs> ben, you don't have time to do this kind of thing, man, for a joke. <laughs> I, you don't have time to do Ben. <laughs> It is season four, episode three of the Whales Are Whales pod cast. Members, friends, and family of the Whales Are Whales network gather around once a week to talk about things. Uh, Steven, what do you think of my new kind of I wanted to kind of, I feel like mm-hmm. I always emphasize the same words and the same syllables each time in the intro. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of this new style of doing it? Uh, I think it's really forward thinking and um, really unique, William Shatner. <laughs> All right, Cameron, what do you think? All right, Ben, what do you think? I think that is a good idea because we put emphasis on weird syllables all the time and everyone gets used to it. So And you're really... getting cereal at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I don't think I uh, I don't think I can get behind that, honestly. No, I, I think that was an abject failure. What do you think, Cameron? Still the silent treatment. Well, um, personally <laughs> personally, Brian. I have to say that I really um, enjoyed your new intro. So if you could oh. do it like that in the future, there's something we forgot to disclose uh, at the beginning okay of this episode. Stephen, uh, yeah, you are literally interrupting me. That was the intent. That's not very nice of you to do. I might have to steal your soul. Uh-oh, I need to go and steal the Sword of Truth from Lancelot's kingdom to stop Cameron. Here I go. Everyone, we've got we've got an important message. Cameron's a demon now. Um, oh, we're still totally accepting of him. Uh, we're we're totally fine that. with his demonic identity, and we want to be there for you, Cameron. But also, please don't steal our souls. Please. So please. Stephen traveled day and night. Over over mountains and through rivers on his quest to okay. find. The- I can't do that voice anymore. My throat's completely thrashed already. Um, and, so and when he got let's back, kill this the bit right now, died. please. There yeah. we okay. go. That's he what I was old age. That's what I was trying to disclose <laughs> in the beginning. We forgot to mention that this is going to be the first episode of the Whales or Whales podcast. That's funny. So we're all doing bits. Okay, Stephen, your turn. I was doing one. He then just I died. Did one. <laughs> oh, no, you uh, didn't die. I died. Oh, cool. Okay, so can I still? Like do no. the Lancelot thing? No. Now, you know oh. what? Scratch this whole idea. No. Forget it. We're not doing bits. We're oh. ending my stupid bit. Okay. We're just moving on with the show. Brian. Okay. I can't believe I have to do this. It is season four, episode three. No, of the no. Wales you're Wales. not restarting this podcast. You're not doing Dang it. it. No, no, I refuse. We're not, he, when he said scrap it, he just meant like we're just stopping uh, and we're going to We're scrapping the forward. bit idea. Or... It is season four, episode no. three. Of the world. <laughs> okay, so Brian, we figured out what Brian's bit is. It's doing the funny <laughs> intro over and over and over. <laughs> Benjamin, what's your bit? Uh oh, man, uh, uh, this is talent show day at the Whales <laughs> Whales podcast. I think Ben um, is just helping everyone with their bits. He tried to help me with my Lancelot story. He tried to help you with your speaking style. Uh, He's like the I'm, you know I'm playing the a supportive man. role. Yeah, you are you're very good. Very good.
Mm-hmm. He's going to start up an app called Man. Bitster, where he just goes around oh, and gosh. helps people with their bits. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That's, that would actually... He, he's seriously considering this now. Yeah, yeah no, oh, I'm, I'm trying turn. to figure out whether or not it's monetizable and you know, all that <laughs> yeah. fun stuff. Is it marketable? What's the, what's the demographic? Yeah. You know, The moment you said healer, I'm just like, man, I want to go play more heroes. Me I had a lot too. of fun doing that last night. I we would rather do playing. anything. That, um, I, would, I would rather do... I would rather play heroes than do anything. Like, pretty much. Even talk to you guys um, right now. So pretty uh, much. You know Cameron, you want to go play I, heroes? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Oh. Okay. I, is this okay. a bit? I'm confused. It, it, yes, it was a bit. Gosh, get that was a bit. program. Me yelling about bits earlier, stopping them was a bit. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, oh man. You that's... started it, Stephen. You I don't really even did. think this is funny. Me laughing is a bit. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, how are you, Steven? Um, no one's going to believe me. Um, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been an all right day so far. Uh-huh. Well, that you can make that more interesting, interesting. if you try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I could, huh? Yeah, try again. How all are right. you, Steven? So I... Okay, I was about to do the Lancelot joke. I won't do that. Um, I'm actually... I'm doing uh, quite well. It's been... I'm doing a lot of audio stuff recently, guys. I'm doing lots of podcasts. Oh, see, that's way more interesting. I'm curious. There you go. Because I don't Editing. really know what you're yeah, doing like besides... Yeah, lots of overclock podcast stuff. Um, uh, lots of interviews. I think I had, I had like three, no, I had th- two or three interviews in one day the other day. Oh, just geez. doing a lot of them. So, man. Steven, I have an honest question for you, here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it, you can you can tell me the truth. Are you doing a bit? No, really. <laughs> um, uh, are you sick of doing interviews yet? No. How could you get okay. sick of that? I'm not. Yeah. I started to get sick of of editing them. Uh huh. So I'm I'm doing more interesting avant-garde stuff now, right? Like no editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My trick to that was not doing it. Just um, no stringer more interviews. Of like, more of like cutting all of me out of the interviews. Ah, <laughs> yes. It's a very useful tactic. Or only you, and no one is answering your questions. It's like Garfield minus Garfield, but yeah. with with uh, video game music. Everyone knows a question is more interesting than the answer, so it should just be the interview should just be you stating a bunch of questions, and then people can guess at what the person would have responded. Oh, that's no, a no, good no, idea. No, no. It also takes out the middleman because I don't idea. have to actually talk well, with anyone. What was your new podcast idea, Ben? Okay, so like people feel lonely on the internet all the time, right? And it's oh, kind gosh. of like ASMR, except what you do is you create a podcast where you just ask them questions, and uh-huh. oh, no, we'll market it as a socializing, like how to socialize, so right? So like, like, here are the questions you should be asking. What's the? I don't understand this yet. What's the, okay? It's it's. I'm work. I'm gonna work on it. I will workshop <laughs> this and come back either as a its ben, own you podcast don't have time to do or this as kind of thing, a man, uh, for a joke. No, what? I, you don't have time to do, Ben. This isn't this isn't a joke, dude. I think that this is this is something that is like, this a might bit? have a. <laughs> it's a bit until it becomes reality. All right. See what oh, I was I thinking. You're getting philosophy. And and let me let me know if if this is what you're thinking. I was imagining a podcast where the, the you just you're listening to a podcast and the person on the podcast is asking you the listener questions and pretending to be interested in your answers. So it's like, so how is your day, man? And there's like a 10 second pause, and then it's like, that's super great. That sounds great. How's your mom? And it's just like that. It's you know, it's it's like interaction, except not. Like, don't you think people are like that? No, it's like really bad AI. That 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 sounds like that sounds like it would. As somebody who comes from a past with depression, I would be way more depressed oh. using that kind of. That would be horrible. Oh, 
Oh, okay. What what if we got William Shatner for it? <laughs> then it'd be fun. If you got uh, William Shatner, couldn't you just get him on the podcast and like why do you ask him questions? Ask him, <laughs> anyway, ask, ask him questions. All right. So I'm guessing that's not your idea, then Ben. I, I'm going to trust that your idea is a lot better. And when we one day figure out what it is, and you get famous. Honestly, I cool. think that it'll be a, uh, a segment on the podcast before it becomes its own podcast. So okay. be on the lookout for that, I guess. All right. <laughs> I, I look forward to knowing what that is. Uh, so, Stephen, audio stuff. So, yeah, I was just curious about that because you've done so many interviews and I'm like, I wonder w- at what you know, point that gets old. But the thing is, it's basically with your interviewing style, it's basically just having conversations with really interesting people. And that typically doesn't get very far. Exactly. If I didn't genuinely like and then oftentimes become friends with the people I was interviewing, then yeah, it probably would get old after a while. Um, It also helps that I find the editing process to be um, a really engaging challenge to try to pare down what we talked about into something concise and fun and interesting and then also make the music like dynamically move along with it. So that's all great. However, I will tell you what I am getting frustrated about. Um, I am not necessarily tired of interviewing people, but I am tired of not being interviewed. I've only been interviewed like once, maybe twice in my whole life. So um, could someone interview me on this episode at some point? I feel very good about this. Um, Are you ready? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the first ever... um, Oh, no, I'm too nervous. I'm too nervous. I'm too nervous. I'm too... Okay, this try is it again. The worst episode of the podcast. Try it again. <laughs> that was a bit. Episode. Now I'll do it for real. Of course. <laughs> I say that a lot. I know I do, but man, it just we need to top ourselves every time. I think Hello is- and welcome to the first ever segment of this segment, which is called Interviewing People. Our first guest is Steven. Hello, Steven. Hey guys. It's me, Steven. No, it's just me. I'm the I'm the host. There's, there's no I'm talking I'm- to the audience. Oh, that's actually a reasonable thing to do. How's it going, everybody? We're here interviewing Stephen. Hello, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, guys. All right. Well, uh, tell me about your history as a Um, person. So so my name is Stephen, as we already established. Um, That's awesome. I'm probably most known for um, occasionally joining the Whales or Whales podcast and Making it much funnier every time I join. <laughs> All right, and what's that's the what I'm really here to do today. What's the funniest thing you've ever said in your entire life? Ooh, um, I think it was probably when I during the Infamil commercial uh-huh. um, when people said that you need to feed babies liquid ingredients, and I said I learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually empirically correct. You win the prize. There's a lot of ways this interview could have gone that was bad, and this is not one of them. Thank you for joining us today, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I was so happy to be on your show. Thanks, I'm guys. I'm not. Bye. <laughs> that was fun. Man, yeah. I really haven't been on the other side of the microphone in too long. Yeah. That was a good bit. How are you, Cameron? Oh, I, I'm lamenting the fact that I decided to put off doing things today to come to this episode (laughs) (laughs) all right that's a totally fair observation what sorts of things did you put off doing uh oh just boring things that are garner no garner garter garner what's the most interesting way you could phrase it Brian asking the tough ones today. Brian is being the worst in general today oh my gosh 
Hey, no need to start personally attacking me. I just asked you a question. But you ask me better questions. Oh, hold on. That wasn't okay. Asking him to phrase it is not asking him a question. You're giving him a task. You're not, you're not saying. And you're not saying. Hey, what is? Please answer this question where I'm in, like inquiring. You're like, no, 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 no. Do this thing. It's sort of like well, a thinly okay, veiled. Okay, guys. No, no, no. You, you got to cut me a little slack here. I talked to Steven and said, how are you doing? And he said, I'm doing okay. Yeah. And then I talked to Cameron and I say, so what are you going to be up to? Boring things? No, I'm I, like, guys, you, you're you're not giving me much you, to work you with here. You didn't even, I was, literally, you interrupted me with rephrase that better. I was going to go on to say what the interesting stuff I was going to do today was. All right. And you stopped right. me from doing that. You said it was all boring, but okay. No, I go. did. I, Brian, I did. I said the stuff that I've done today is no is it's fairly boring and not worth talking about. But, uh, and then you interrupted me right there and was like, "Could you rephrase that more interestingly?" And I was going to second. go wait, into saying wait, what I was going to do later today. That's a little more interesting, guys. Yes, Stephen, is this a bit? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I would like to apologize for taking devilish pleasure in making this a very bad episode. It's really making me laugh right now, but I'm thinking in the future when I listen back on it, I'm going to get really annoyed at myself. Hold on. The first uh, the first uh, six and a half minutes were really solid. Like I, I feel like all of our listeners are going to be on board. And up till about now is where they're, they're going to lose it. <laughs> Okay, I could actually right. say something interesting. Brian, ask me what I'm going to do later today. All right, we're going to, Cameron, I want us to keep our friendship and start off on the right foot here. So. No, it's too late for that, um, but continue. Dang. <laughs> well, let's at least let the listeners have a good second third of this episode, second okay. half of this episode. Okay. All right, Cameron, so what are you doing later today? Okay, well, I'm really glad you asked, Brian, because I actually have something interesting going on either later today or tomorrow evening. Um, I got my movie pass card in. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm actually really curious to see, I, I, like, it, it, the stupid card is in my hand, the app is on my phone, it says, you're ready to go, check into a movie whenever you want, and I'm like, I still don't trust you <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, Danny and I both have ours, and we've been seeing not a ton of movies, because we have a baby now, um, but we've seen a good amount of movies with it. I, yeah, I have no doubt that it works at some places. I have doubts that it works at my theater. Dude, it, um, works, at, it works at our big theater and our dollar theater. Like, we got we lucked out. Yeah, I just, it just, okay, so I, I totally, the rational part of my brain is like, of course, duh, everyone, as long as you're not on an AMC theater, it works, it just does, it's cool, mm -hmm. the, but the irrational side of my brain is like, this makes no logical sense yeah. at all. You're like, my theater barely has internet connection. They probably haven't learned that this thing exists. Well, yeah, or or they don't have internet connection, and they have learned that this thing exists, uh, and they are just, like, refusing to take it, even though it's just a yeah. MasterCard. They're it's like you get... hand it to them, and they just take a pair of scissors and, like, snip it into multiple pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, like, destruction of property. Um, uh -huh. But no, I just have this crazy, weird suspicion. I'm going to go up to the kiosk, and I'm going to give them the card, and they're going to go, uh, excuse me, sir, is this a movie pass card? which they know it is because it says movie pass on it and i go yeah mm -hmm. and they're like oh we don't take these and i'm like you don't take legal tender it's mass it's a it's a mastercard credit card and they're like uh, duh, duh, duh. so until so i am in the theater with my ticket Cameron, what I don't what, believe it what, really quick um what crap i can't i want to ask a question but ben, I, I can't are you okay all right so assuming we'll bleep this out cameron where what do you live where what and where do you live and i'm going to call the place really fast and within two minutes i will give you the answer of whether or not they i was going to pass. ask if cameron has called them yet yeah I cameron, what's the name of the your local theater don't and just we'll bleep, bleep, bleep it out we'll bleep it out i don't 
do phones, so I I'll, no. I'm saying I will call. call. I'm going to call. I know. And I know. I'll give you I, an answer. I was going to explain. I was explaining why I haven't done that yet. Um, it's uh, I'll just send it to you in text. Okay. Yeah. I will if only call. I, I will be gone in just a moment. You should, uh, well, you gotta put it on speaker, right? I mean, like, no. Oh wait, do you want me to put it on speaker? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that would be <laughs> great. Like to do that. All right. Well, I'll be I'll right be back. Like, you guys keep yeah. talking. Okay. This is okay. a bit. Oh, it, it, technically, yeah, a yes, it call. is a bit, but it's a good bit. I hope it's Ben not, doesn't it's say not a prank call either. Funny. It's actually interesting information. But anyways, guys, if I, remember back in disembodied voices when when we were like really, are we excited about Brian? We we got called GameStop Sonic. No, that was we did it on the podcast. Wait, we called GameStop about something yeah, on the podcast? I think we did. I don't remember this at all. Like, I thought one of us got really excited and ran off and left the podcast and called GameStop about something. Am I making that up? I mean, yeah, making that I up. don't remember anything that happened to Disembodied <laughs> yeah. Voices. Stephen, I feel point. like you're right. I, I, I kind of remember calling GameStop for some Xenoblade, reason. Xenoblade um, Chronicles. What? I think that was it, because wasn't there a big thing where, like, we were wondering if it was going to come to the... Mm. U.S. saw them. If games, I don't know. I I don't remember the details. It's just hmm. in the very back recesses of my brain. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe it did happen. Hey, Edgar Allen, if you can remember this yeah. random <laughs> event, send us the episode number. There's no way poor Edgar is still with us. Like I keep that. No, he, no. He, he, he gave us a man? comment like a month ago. Oh my gosh, he is <laughs> a man of incredible will and determination. I know. It's I, really amazing. I just don't mm-hmm. understand how anyone finds this funny. Um. While Ben is calling, well, this episode's going to change some change some things, uh, one I, way or the other. I'm probably going to see um, Black Panther with uh, as my first uh, screening. Fine, you, nice. you guys haven't seen that yet, right? I have not. Mm-mm. I well, can't wait though. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, I was literally just saying, yeah, I don't know, a month ago when before um, before it came out, I was like, I'm getting kind of tired of. Uh, I'm getting kind of tired of Marvel movies. Like, I, I, mm. they're all good. They're all good. But with Thor Ragnarok, I was like, man, I just, ugh, I'm kind of burned out on Marvel movies. And then everyone is saying Black Panther is the greatest movie of all time. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Okay. I feel like that might be a bad thing, though, because now you're going to go into it with hyped expectations and then be like, this is a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Well, man, the, the praise has been unreal. Compared to even the even the best, it has the highest rating by far of any Marvel movie, including like the original Avengers. Hmm. It, and it, it, people are saying it's like making a statement on. So I I don't know. I'm just excited to see yeah. it. Ben, you you can go ahead uh, if you're ready to to go. All right, are you guys ready for this? There's we gonna be a menu where it says yeah I, yeah yeah. I, I, I already I already called once to check uh, to so I'd know what to do in the menu. Okay okay, okay. all right and wow. here we go. You're prepared. Yeah. See, I told you Ben is just here to help everyone. He's Thank you for calling Roseburg Center. Oh, you can bleep that, Brian. I don't think it matters anyway. I don't actually. I'm pretty sure you even mentioned that, but it's it's cool. I'm getting nervous hearing the phone. Hi, um, I'm calling, um, just because I have a kind of a general question for you guys. Um, you guys have uh, with the whole new movie pass thing. Are you guys um able to accept those there at this theater? Do you, um, do you, are you aware of what I'm talking about? Cinemas, yes. I'm sorry, say that again? If the movie passes for the Rosebrook Cinemas, then yes, we can accept it. Okay, awesome. And and it just works as a normal card? It doesn't. There's no like special things that you guys have to do with it or anything? Uh, if it's a gift card, it works for anything here. If it's just a guest pass strictly for the movies, then it just works strictly for the movie. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, and you have a great day. 
All right, there we go. There's your I, answer. I really appreciate that, Ben. I really, really do. You, you, man, like I said, I don't know if you heard me if you had your headphones on or anything. I, I got stressed out hearing the phone <laughs> ringing. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating. I am actually, my heart's kind of beating faster right now because I hate Aww. phones so much. Um, I still have a little bit of angling. Oh, I literally just talked to the person. Yeah, and it just seems too good to be true. Nothing in life is free, <laughs> oh Ben. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's I, not right, Cameron, You're Cameron, Cameron, I, I, Cameron, Cameron, can I relay your fears real quick? Can I lay them real quick? I, I will. You might already know this. Then but let, let me clarify. This... Let me just clarify one yeah, thing. Then okay. you can. Okay. I I know it'll work. Yeah. But the irrational part of my brain right. has still a little teeny inkling that's like, right. but I bet you it won't for some but stupid I wanna, reason. I want to give your irrational part something to join because you said something there, which is there's nothing that's free. And I agree with you. And I read an article about MoviePass, and maybe you read this as well, mm -hmm. but how they're making their money mm -hmm. is not through this, but by selling your data and selling everyone's data who uses MoviePasses, and they're not profitable yet. And mm -hmm. they're banking on the fact that they'll be able to sell this advertising data back to theaters mm -hmm. and that that will make them money. That is why yes. it is too good to be true right now. It's like Google Docs. They are using it as a data collection <laughs> tool. No, yes, yeah. it is too good to be true for what you're paying, but they are getting something out of it that you just aren't seeing right now. So maybe that helps. Yeah, I've actually done a lot of research on them in particular yeah. because of that skepticism. And I've saw, right. I saw that particular information. And I also yeah. saw the information where... They are actually their their, their long term plan is to strong arm the theaters mm. into uh, sharing concession profits with them because they're going to come to the theaters with data that says, look, right. since we've introduced MoviePass, we have noticed that X amount of people have gone to your theater raising your profits by Y amount. So you share a Z profit from concessions with us or we don't allow MoviePass goers to go to your theater anymore. Ah, that's and actually pretty smart. So far, the only response they've had is AMC not allowing MoviePass anymore. And, yep. and MoviePass said, okay, cool. Have fun losing, you know, uh, a, amount, a Z amount of data. I mean, amount of um, profits from the people who were yeah. using our card right, on your well, place. So good on you for doing your research to allay your irrational self. But like you said, it is the irrational part of yourself. So it's the type of part of yourself, it sounds like, that sees, needs to see something acted out before you can believe it. It's like, it's that innate, I need to see it to believe it thing. And so yeah. you'll figure it out tonight. I, uh, yep, yep, I will. But I do appreciate you calling, Ben. Um, and it did yeah, alleviate, like, I went from, I went from probably like 5% skepticism to like 3. So that's a decent jump. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you are a little bit happier about it. <laughs> and, yeah. um, worst case scenario, I'm still going to watch Black Panther and just going to pay for this yeah. ticket. But, um, hopefully I, it doesn't come to that. I don't think I have seen a movie this year. Definitely. Hmm. Wait. No, I take it back. I saw The Greatest Showman. Um, what else is even playing right now? I can see infinite movies now, so I should probably look that up. Uh, I mean, it is finite. It's 365 a year times however many years left of life you have. So 365 times, like, let's say, you know, at a high, at a high estimate, like 54. So 365 times 54. Can anyone, anyone have the calculator? Thank, thank, thank you for reminding me of my mortality. I appreciate that. Is that that high? Like, that would be what? For Cameron, that would be like 80? I think that he'll live longer than 80. I don't. All right. Well, I mean, we'll take it to 60. Yeah, going? so 1,600 so movies. I think Cameron's yeah, either going to live The rest of your life is 1,600 movies. I'm sorry. That was horrible. Then <laughs> <laughs> for every bit you made Cameron feel better, you have just completely undone all of your work. Hey, guys. Did you know that uh, I can see like Jumanji? You walk, Welcome to you the walk jungle. You walk straight up to him. You pat him on the shoulder. You straightened his tie, and you pushed him in the mud. <laughs> I mean, it would be good for all of us to realize that we only have like 1,600 days left on the Earth. That's if we live to the national average. Wait, 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 wait. 
1,600 days? That's not yeah. right, Ben. No, so, so it's 1,600 days would be like five or six years. You must be off a of zero. Oh, I, mu- I must have been off a of zero. 365 <laughs> times. Yeah, 365 is how many days are in a year times, uh-huh. let's say, like 60 years. Yeah. Oh, it's 2,100. No, now. that's 16,000, not 1,600. <laughs> Wait, what? How did I screw this up? How are I'm you really using confused. a calculator and still messing this up? 365, that's 365. how many days right. in a year. Times. Yeah. Times 60. Yeah. Or right. 18, heck, 18, even 60. 18,000. I just did Yeah, you said 100 instead of 1,000. Oh, okay. That was your yep. mistake. No, I definitely said 16. I'm sorry. 16,000. a big difference. <laughs> just a little bit. Guys, okay, this is so why I, I <laughs> temporarily dropped out of college. Can we please change the topic? <laughs> Okay, I'm was sorry. it for fear of mortality or math? It was both. It was having to do <laughs> English <laughs> and <Really>? math. <laughs> Wait, are you are you quoting me, Stephen? No, <laughs> me too. Wait, really? Yeah, Stephen Stephen could not do math in college. Yeah. I literally dropped out of college because I, of math. A lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I didn't. I how did I not know about that, man? That's dude. That sucks because I. It was seriously like you have to take these three general math courses and i was like okay Mm -hmm. even for an english degree and it was like okay semester one this is pretty simple semester two oh we're getting kind of complicated semester three i quit seriously that's what it was it was horrible i mean i did everything in my power to avoid them but um there was still some stress there yeah it was not good not good for me either yeah dang that's i'm sorry guys how are you at math how am I at math? Uh, how I mean, is we he? know you're He's awful, terrible. apparently. <laughs> no, I, I did really, really well in math. I, okay. uh, I tested that's it in college. Nice. Yeah, that's about what I did as well. Um, never really learned geometry, though. Dude, I kind geometry? of just faked my way through it. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Geometry I have was no my... idea where Russia is. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> geometry was my favorite class um i took it as a freshman in high school and uh-huh. i like i just it just clicked for me for whatever reason sure and because of that i uh i memorized pi during that class ah. um and it was uh yeah that's that's like the one good thing that i still have from high school is that i did yeah. geology well or geometry well and i remember pi Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if one reason I'm not great at geometry is the idea of visual information is that I am a much more intangible or audio based person. So like I love history and I love uh, algebra and kind of what would you say more intangible math. But when it comes to something like right. geography, I do not retain that data very well. And I wonder if geometry kind of was the same thing where I'm like, I can't just do this in my head and think about it abstractly. And I'm having to think about it like visually and physically. And often that type of knowledge doesn't stick with me as well. So gotcha. that that's makes one sense. of my theories. Yeah. Man, um, we've gotten we've gotten this far into the episode without doing any of the uh, any of the segments we talked about. Like, I'm no, proud of us. Yeah, we're just having a lot of interesting conversations. Did we have more ben, than one segment? Ben had some ideas. He called me earlier oh, today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Ben, how's your day been? What's up with you? Um, it's been good. Uh, the most recent interesting thing is I lowered my chair a little bit, and I feel really short. Like, it, I, that I don't like to it. Me. All right. So, my chair, um, something in it like breaks and it goes all the way down every once in a while and i just like what happened but why am i why am i a, nor- a normal person now this isn't good and then i like uh fix it out i just plunked my head in the microphone trying to fix it but uh-huh. it's, it's very disquieting Funny. when it happens thank you Stephen. <laughs> i, I have a side of oh no sorry. cameron i have a thing uh, me <laughs> okay <laughs> wait why are you yelling at cameron I thought Cameron said something. No, Ben did. <laughs> I did that too. Was a little bit. Oh, I think we all said, said something at the same time. Okay, let's let's all um, draw straws Steven, so you just, can just, just go. Just say just the thing. One just straw, two straw. I got the best one. Okay, why I'm gonna is say he here? Thing. <laughs> <laughs> one straw, two straw. My one straw, story two straw. is that I was at Starbucks the other day, sitting at a tall table, but it was a big table, 
with big chairs and I felt like I was annoying people who might want to have a big party over there. So I went to a smaller table with smaller chairs and felt smaller. That was my story. <laughs> okay. Well, good story, Steven. I didn't even hear that. I just didn't. He felt he sat at a smaller table and felt smaller. I, I, what's the moral of the story, Stephen? It it reminded me of Brian's chair thing. Like suddenly, I, I felt like a smaller the person. Less in what command. is the moral of the story? The Stephen? moral of the story is that physiologically, you may feel disempowered because of your body shape or height, but you shouldn't feel that way because it's the, your actions, not your physical results. That good, was good way recovery. better than I expected. Good recovery. That, yeah. yeah, that was really good well job. done. Okay, and that's actually, to draw that's actually kind straw. of funny. Shut up, Stephen. That's actually kind of funny because immediately when you guys both talked, you and you and um, uh, Ben and Brian, you talking about the 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 height difference with your chairs. I weirdly had the exact same sort of thought as Stephen did because I had weirdly the same kind of revolution or re- re- revelation the other day, um, where I was standing at a place where I normally stand, like in the kitchen while I'm while I'm supervising students. Yeah. I just kind of gravitate to the same spot, and I was looking where I normally look. And I just, for some reason, stood up straight. Like, typically, I don't stand up straight. Typically, I slouch. And so, I just happened to stand up straight, and I was like, whoa, whoa, I can, like, see things better from up here. Because apparently, I slouched, like, three inches or something. It is a little bit odd how much better standing up straight feels than slouching. Oh, no, it (laughs) feels like garbage. I was immediately Uh like, oh, my God, my back hurts, my head hurts, my my legs are tired. I need to slouch again. (laughs) That's probably because I've been doing it for so long. Right, your muscles are unused to it. How how many of us are consciously straightening up right now? No, No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. Oh, really? I definitely, as soon as I'm you said, curled up I stood ball. up straight. I was like, I freaking got to roll my shoulders back. <laughs> nah, guys, let me sh- I'm going to show you a picture of how I typically sit in my chair and it's gonna it's gonna do, either do shock not you send us a picture i of a think cat. i know exactly how you typically sit in your chair well mm-hmm. we'll find it's out sort of well, it's sort of like i have something it's in, kind of in like mind. a cross between like a, a normal person and the fetal position i feel um but i'd be curious to know how much of that is um like physical just built into you cameron and how much of it is just learned behavior <laughs> I don't know. I've Cameron, sat- I love those pants. Thanks. Wow. I've sat yeah. this way, even like in school, like grade school, I would, in, in the desks, I would completely slouch down and lean my head back on the, like where your back rests. I would have my head being on the back of the chair, typically. Yeah. Um, I just always sat like this and I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable. I, I mean, like with your after knees an hour. Huh? With your knees like tucked in? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm yeah, per- like within an hour or two, I have to stretch my legs for a couple of seconds, but it's, it's not yeah. like I'm like, oh God, you're not trying to get up. This is just sure. my natural state, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. That is kind of nice. It is, is comfy. I sometimes sit like that, kind of like L and Death Note where I like have my feet up on the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Actually very yeah. similar. Very similar yeah. to his position. I do that occasionally. Um, so that me- just means that you're a genius detective, Cameron. Um, well, yeah. I wish those powers would hurry up and wake up inside of me because, man, <laughs> For, yeah, <it'd> be nice. <laughs> yeah, there are crimes to solve, Cameron. You just haven't found them yet. Yeah. Um, all right. So I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, Cameron, there is something you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. If you, if you guys want to. I, I don't know yeah. if, um, I, Stephen, how much Hearthstone have you played? Oh, I've played my fair amount. I know how the how the game is run okay so and you've played okay yeah i guess that would be a conversation that we could all have um yeah so i i was wanting to talk to you guys and i've been kind of thinking about this for a while i've been playing um the um the south park uh phone destroyer uh phone destroyer yep um 
I've been playing it a lot, and it's just really fun. Um, it's very addicting in a, in a sense, but it's not mm-hmm. like a kind of a. It's not. It's not nearly as bad as some mobile games where it's like it, uh, you're waiting on power or some garbage, like, and you have to pay or and grind boring stuff. You actually get to play the game, and the the gameplay loop is actually fun. Um, but I wanted to compare it to Hearthstone um, because they're 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 sort of similar in, in nature by both being free to play, both being card driven. Um, the actual gameplay of of South Park of the Phone Destroyer is actually real time. Um, that's I think that's the biggest point where they differ. But I just kind of wanted to get a feel for how they compare in terms of gameplay and also in terms of balance and also in terms of um, their free-to-play aspect, like spending money on it or being competitive, spending money versus etc, etc, getting cards. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, the Phone Destroyer is also a collectible card game. It, it's collectibles. It's it's just like Hearthstone in that sense where you open packs and you get cards and, and the cards have rarities, etc, etc. So, um, I don't really know how we would start that. I guess I could explain how Phone Destroyer's uh, economy works. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead and do that because, yeah, I don't really know. Right, yeah. Um, okay, so basically, you have um, uh, four different kinds of cards. You have common, rare, epic, and legendary. Legendary being right. the highest ranking. Um, you get a free card pack um, every, I think, four hours or something. And they actually stack, so you can you can open three at once or two at once. If you oh, don't, if you don't pop up of every four hours, you know it'll save two of them, um, and then you get a free pack for winning three PvP games in a row. Uh huh. Um, and um, the all the packs, according to the developers, now who knows if this is actually true, but I guess probably would be similarly the same for Hearthstone packs. According mm-hmm. to the developers, all packs you open have the same chances of getting stuff in them. As in, mm-hmm. if there's a 1% chance to get a legendary card, that's across all packs, including free pack, PvP pack, and mm-hmm. um, purchased packs. Now, you get less cards in the free ones. But anyways, um, each card can be leveled up, which I think is going to be where the biggest difference is. That is that in, in or out of game? What would out of game mean? Well, like, I you do you do you like hit play and then jo- get into a match, or oh, are you always oh, constantly playing? That's actually a really question. Like, so, is no, it during it would the be, menus, or is it during the gameplay? It would be out of gameplay in the menus. Okay. You level up your cards, and you you level them up by spending uh, uh, materials. You get you get materials, kind of like dust in Hearthstone. Uh huh. Is it is that is that what it's called? Yeah, you got okay. it. Yeah, dust. And then you spend a certain amount of dust, quote-unquote, and you also have to have duplicates of the card to, to upgrade yeah. to different levels. Um, hmm. And you spend the duplicates and the materials when you when you upgrade them. And upgrading them gives them more more damage, more health, more ability power. Um, and I think that was about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would say that, okay, compared to Hearthstone, Hearthstone is basically just literally Magic the Gathering. Um, it basically took everything about that in terms of payment mm-hmm. model. What that means is you oh, you buy packs of cards. Um, you can get gold either by paying real money, by completing little daily quests you get, or um, that's pretty much it. Um, by playing enough games, you'll, you'll get a little bit of gold. So you buy packs of cards, you open those, you get the cards, you can... Um, and then you can dust cards to get material to create other cards. So if you got a legendary, you don't want it, you can dust it. And then you can, mm-hmm. which would be worth about one third of legend uh, of another one legendary. Fourth. So if you dust um, one fourth. Yeah, it's always worth okay. a fourth. Gotcha. What were you saying, Ben? Uh, no, I, I was going to ask Cameron, 
uh, like there's also a limit on how many of each type of card you can have in a deck. So like I couldn't build 30 cards. Like I couldn't have 30 of the same card and make an entire deck out of that. Um, mm-hmm. Are there similar limits in uh, Phone Destroyer? Yes, there is. Uh, that's actually a really good point. Um, and one of the reasons why I think the game is actually way more balanced than you would, it would seem at glance, um, you, there is um, five types of decks, or, or, or themed decks. There is um, Neutral, Mystic, Fantasy, Sci-Fi, and Adventure. And you can only have Neutral and two others in a deck, and you cannot repeat, uh-huh. a, you cannot repeat a card. Um, however, your cards cycle. And so if I play Stan uh, and he gets killed and I play some more cards, he'll eventually cycle back into my hand. So um, you can't ever run out of cards. You can never run out of cards, no. Now, if, okay. unless you play all of them on the field, which is imp- basically impossible. Um, um, so, yeah, I would say it's a little different in that sense. Where, But you still got to build your deck. You, you, hold, you, you do 20-card decks. 20? 5, 10? Uh, no, 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 no. You do 12-card decks. My bad. Um, and uh, you have to you have to you know plan properly because if you want these two particular characters from two different themes, that means you can't have a third theme in there, you know. Um, so there's actually a lot of strategy involved in that sense as well. Yeah, it's I, I would say the only major difference between them is the idea of leveling up cards, and that's the only thing that to me seems right. Kind of um, like a grind that doesn't exist in Hearthstone because in Hearthstone they're pretty careful that like the reason you open packs is not just to get better cards; it's to get different cards. It's it's very rare in Hearthstone that there is a card that is just outright better than another card um there's always going to be a trade-off of some type um there are cards that overall are better because the the abilities they have are more often useful than other cards but Mm -hmm. you you don't have the type of thing where you're just leveling something up and it's becoming better over time you would just be getting different cards right and i think that's actually the biggest talking point i wanted to bring up was was um i'm under no illusion that the game is um perfectly balanced in the sense where if if i was to fight a level one card deck with my level Uh four card deck, I would just, with the same cards, I would win. Uh I would just win. Um, And that kind of is where the free-to-play iffy aspect comes in because it's like, Mm -hmm. if somebody spends $1,000 on materials um, and upgrades, they'll have a level five deck. Is level five the top? Mm, Level six is the top. Um, do they do they ever raise that cap? They haven't yet. Um, I, I, there's a really big update coming in March, so maybe then. Um, but it, it gets outrageous to upgrade your decks at that high level, like outrageous. Um, and so I'm under no illusion that that's like not pay to win. It is pay to win. It can uh-huh. be, but they have a pretty decent matchmaking system that puts you with people who are similar to your level. So I will mm-hmm. never fight somebody with a level six card. If if my most of my deck is level four, and I will probably fight most people with level four, sometimes level five, sometimes level three. It does a decent job, but relying mm-hmm. on your matchmaker to do that is is kind of iffy as well. But mm-hmm. my biggest question was, Brian, you said something else about oh, there is no card like right the the cards in Phone Destroyer are actually very balanced. There is no cards in particular, even like the legendary ones that are super hard to get. There's no card that's gonna like wipe the floor with everybody, um, mm-hmm. even up, even fully upgraded again because you'll be matched with somebody who has similar level cards. Um, mm-hmm. Do do you guys find that Hearthstone, it, it, like, 
Is is there a way to play the game for free and be fairly competitive in Hearthstone? Free, absolutely not paying any money. Not. Like, like, absolutely not. There's a way that you can build a single deck that would that you could potentially climb the ladder on. Mm-hmm. But in terms of playing competitively, you there's no way to do that on a free account. Okay. Um, not even like grinding out missions and getting. So the thing is that. So actually, this is a big conversation in Hearthstone currently mm-hmm. is whether or not Blizzard needs to update the in-game economy mm-hmm. because for the amount of cards that are in the game, even with the because like you don't even get a single pack a day mm-hmm. like with the because it's a, the the translation rate is a hundred gold for a pack most most uh, you get on average fifty gold a day from. Uh, from quests Mm -hmm. and you can earn 10 gold every three wins so you do not even earn a single pack every single day um unless you played a lot and won a lot somehow yeah so you'd have to win 30 games which 30 (sighs) games of hearthstone doesn't sound like a lot but they take roughly (laughs) roughly roughly 9 to 15 9 to 20 minutes right right um for each hearthstone game so to win uh to win 30 games in a day is just crazy right and even then like there's a cap on it like the max gold you can earn per day from winning is 100 like you can't Mm -hmm. win any more than that um and so with oh sorry it's it's, so the whole the whole thing is that there is too much in hearthstone right now for um for to be able to get in and build a fully competitive deck right um and the thing is like if you're actually going to go play competitively you like play uh play like in tournaments you need three decks because the standard format is you or no you need four decks because one of them gets banned so, like, you need four competitive decks, and they have to be in different classes, mm-hmm. which is, like, basically impossible to do. Mm-hmm. No, this, yeah, see, that that's that's exactly what I kind of was looking to hear, because I, I've, I've been sitting, playing this stupid game, and the whole time I'm going, man, this is so free to play. I'm just being a sucker. I'm buying into this garbage. And I have spent a little bit of money on it. Not a lot. And that's actually an interesting story I should tell in a second. Um... But then I'm thinking to myself, man, this is this is really not that different than 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 an incredibly popular game and a mostly beloved game like Hearthstone. And I guess I'm mostly right in that thinking that there, besides the ability to buy cards or to buy packs to get upgrade material to upgrade your cards to have better cards than somebody else, it, it sounds very similar in systems. Yeah. Well, if you're looking at it to justify your no, I'm not not game, justify. Yeah. More just make me feel Understand. a little less like i'm playing mobile trash <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which sure. i actually i appreciate that thought a lot <laughs> yeah no i i totally get that and i think it's like it, it goes back to a broader question of like what are you looking for from what are you looking for from a game because mm-hmm. interesting because if you look at the model something like this is it's by playing time over time your power level increases as your power level increases you face tougher obstacles and the way you do that is basically by well you could pay but by playing the game a lot that's not very different from a single player game or an RPG where you're just grinding out and you're playing Diablo, for example. That's a game where you just kind of play mm-hmm. and the challenge gets more difficult as you go on um, and your your character levels up as you go on and the monsters get harder. Like it's kind of the same thing. But doesn't but um, doesn't Diablo sorry, not to interrupt, but doesn't yeah. Diablo um increase exponentially? Like doesn't it like as you go up it the the, mm-hmm. the level goes up and it's basically a never ending game? Um, I think in that particular case, it might be. There might not be a cap on it, but you could use another game of an example, like, I don't know, some Japanese RPG where there is a cap. Um, but Only it's this weird thing. <laughs> it's this weird thing where, like, it's like, what are you looking for? Because that is very, because that is very different from something like 
you know, chess or Starcraft or something like that, where you would absolutely not want to just kind of play it as a grind. You're playing to show who the better player is. Right. And Equal footing on not, both sides, you know. Right. It's, it's the amount of how much... Hmm. How much uh, distortion are you willing to admit in the field? Like, how many variables do you want outside of player skill to be present in your game? And I think that's what it really comes down to. Because it's like in Hearthstone, for example, you a complaint often leveled against it is one variable is how many cards you own. And right. that creates a very fun progression system. Because if you have everything starting out, then that negates the idea of being able to get more stuff as the game goes on. And that's, that's yep. a very fun aspect of play. But it creates a new variable for competition, which is how many cards does someone have? Additionally, right. another variable to competition is the random factor. Um, yes. In Hearthstone, th there are random effects. Those are insanely fun. And in my opinion, if Hearthstone did not have random effects, I do not think it would be... Wait, I'm sorry, Brian. Yeah. Uh -huh. You're saying random effects. Do you mean random card yeah. draws? No, 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 no. He literally means, like, there's text on cards that read, when this dies, summon a random two-cost card. Which could oh. be literally any two cards card that's yeah. ever been created in the game, and there are you know, I would probably probably upwards mm -hmm. of seventy to eighty at this wow. point, and they're well, all different. I would put random draw in that as well um, as another right. Random that's, I was just double checking mm -hmm. specifically yeah. what you're talking sure. about, and that's actually so I'm pretty talking crazy. About randomness in general in Hearthstone, okay. which the which inclu which includes card draw, it mm -hmm. includes you can play something and it says deal two damage to a random enemy, etc. And in my opinion, if Hearthstone did not have random effects, I don't think it would be half as popular because you can't have these awesome videos people release of, look at this crazy thing that happened. At the moment I needed it, I drew exactly the card I needed. Right, and right. at this crazy moment, it randomly did this. It is insanely fun. And I did, um, I ran game nights for Hearthstones for a long time. And the randomness of it was what made everyone, beginner and expert alike, have a lot of fun with it. You can mm -hmm. still, by being skilled, have a higher win percentage than other people. Skill is still one of the factors, right. but it is only one of them. Card collection is another variable. Randomness is another variable. And you dilute how much of it is skill the more of those variables you add in. But yep. you're getting other positive benefits from the variable, like a progression system and uh, fun stories of random effects. And you get other things, but they they dilute the skill-based thing of the game. So that's where I think it's really interesting. Is it's like you have to think of what, what are you trying to get out of the game? And in Phone Destroyer, it's like, would you rather be playing a game that's entirely skill-based? And are you willing to sacrifice the things that that, that it brings? Like... I guess well, a question for phone destroyers is the progression mechanic. Does it feel rewarding or good at all? Or does it just feel like a way for them to get your money? Um, also, also, sorry. The other question I want to put on top of that is um, you said it was real time. So like, is it, is there anything that's reaction based that yes. adds to that? Absolutely. Hmm. And that's actually, what's the point I was going to bring up when talking yeah. about the randomness. There is, there is randomness in the game with random draws. And then yeah. there's a couple of effects on cards that when you play them, it says hits a random enemy. And, and that could actually mm -hmm. be, detrimental it's like oh my god he, oh, has yeah. a, he has a mind control guy behind his base and i played random please hit him please hit him please hit him and if he does i have a much higher chance of winning if he doesn't oh, all yeah. of a sudden my guys are attacking myself um oh yeah brian remind me what your specific question was again i apologize i say the the progression mechanic is it actually rewarding at all or oh, okay. because yeah because for example to, to preface that a little bit you can definitely say Hearthstone gating its cards and random packs is detrimental to it, mm -hmm. but there's also something extremely fun about getting random cards, right. because one, that's just a fun experience to have. I mean, I remember getting Pokemon cards when I was, you know, yeah. five, oh, yeah. and being like, what's going to be in it? And you get that oh exciting, my God, oh I my got gosh, a I got a legendary! Yeah. yeah, like, that's a fun experience, and additionally, it creates a way of gating the content that forces you to adapt. So, for example, you're getting less, you could create exactly the cards you wanted, but that would be less cost effective than just keeping the cards you have. So it gets you to say, well, normally I wouldn't play this class, but I got this cool legendary, so I'm going to give it a try. So yep. it, like, 
it creates yep. gameplay opportunities. So I'm curious, do you feel like the progression system creates any of those or does it feel like it's just there to have something people can sink stuff into? I, I think that's actually a really good question that I've been fighting with. And I think they have a really good, well, I don't know about good. Yeah. I don't know about good in the sense where it's a good thing, but I know I think it's good in the sense where they did a good job doing what they wanted to do of combining mm-hmm. or finding a middle ground wherein right. there is, you, you cannot craft cards. So you mm-hmm. you have no chance of getting legendary except from packs, um, right. and the one the legendaries I have I'm oh my god like ah yes finally you know it feels really good to get legendaries. Uh-huh. I think a lot of it boils down to their matchmaking system because right. if you are matched with a similarly leveled player, it's completely it's it's completely skill based. It's like oh man I have a legendary Randy card. I, oh he has a legendary Timmy card. Oh my god, how can we maneuver around these properly to get to get a win? And it's like, oh, that's yeah. exciting and I I'm really glad I got this legendary card and I bet you he's kind of mad that this one didn't work out for him very well. And it's really mm-hmm. fun and it it feels good to beat him and it feels good to have a progression and you can level up your your Randy if you like him a lot, you level him up and it's like, man, he's even stronger now his effect takes 20 seconds, uh-huh. you know. But if you get le- if you get matched with somebody who is clearly better than you, it sucks. Uh-huh. Because I I play my stand card he plays his stand card right in the middle of the map. No one's, there's no effects, no anything going on on the field. And he just beats the crap out of me because his is level six and mine's level four. And yeah. that's like, oh, that just sucks. And then I go into my menu and I look how much it costs to upgrade stand. And I'm like, oh, gee, that will cost me a thousand hours grinding single player mm-hmm. to try to get the materials for that. And so they've got a weird mixture of I really want to open the next pack because I'm curious to see yeah if i will get a, i got a legendary last night after like mm-hmm. not getting one for weeks i finally was like oh i actually was just flipping through the cards as fast as i could because i just do that because who cares and mm-hmm. it, the, the the announcer said legendary wow and I, I was like what and i had to go back and look um but then you get those horrible situations where it's like i'm clearly outmatched and i nothing i could do literally nothing i could do could win there's not a situation where I could win this particular round. Yeah. So I usually I just yeah. quit the game because it's like right. I'm not gonna win. Concede, it's over. Yeah. Um, it's it's I think so when it comes to the progression system in general, I think that's where I I probably would dislike that system in particular. Oh, I'm because, sorry, I'm sorry, Brian. Two seconds. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, he's okay. doing the static thing? Yeah, sorry. Continue. Uh, anyway, the progression general in specific, I think that is one system I wouldn't like because it is an idea of something being purely better than something else. And that's where I think mm-hmm. it's not as interesting. Like, again, in Hearthstone, you can get a legendary, but typically there's some some type of thing where some common card that has an advantage over it. It's either cheaper in cost or it has higher stats. Right. Or yep. you're, you're paying some trade-off to play the legendary card instead of the other card. So it's always a decision of, well, what fits my deck and play style? And there is a money sink in Hearthstone, which is creating golden cards, but that's purely cosmetic. It makes the card look super cool, and that would be the equivalent to upgrading a card, but it doesn't raise its attack by one or right, raise its right, defense right. by one. Because once it does that, your the strategy part of your brain has to say, well, it is 100% beneficial for me to do this so i literally there's no choice it's not like well this legendary could be better for my deck but i could find a replacement that's just in as good but if it's a card that literally is just the same thing exactly but higher stats there's no strategic choice around that it's purely the strategic better option is to have upgraded that card and that to me just doesn't mm, present interesting choice but that's the thing that that they've so finely crafted this trap of like that is sometimes the case but right. if you're looking at a card that's level, you have a level three card, and then you're looking right. at a level one card, and you go, 
Well, the level three cards are common, and the level one cards are legendary. Well, well no, no, no. I'm saying the having a card at level three compared to having it at level four. It is always better to have it at level four. Correct. The same I'm card. Saying the same card. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. The That's same what card. I'm saying. Yes. Is I'm saying that is a binary decision of it is plain better to put money into upgrading that card than to leave it where it is. So okay. it becomes. But I guess yeah. the question would at that point become: Do I upgrade mm -hmm. this card and make it plain better, or do I spend my resources elsewhere? Right. On and a that's in a lot card. of single player games use that kind of thing. So there's a, there's an argument to be made there too. That's mm -hmm. true. Um, on where to upgrade your inventory. But do you go, okay? So in Hearthstone. If mm -hmm. you, let's say, man, it's so hard to compare because there's way more uh, aspects of Hearthstone than there was Fun Destroyer. But right. like, if you just, well, let's just use, Brian, your main deck, I don't know, whatever deck you like the most. Sure. If you jumped into a match, um, is there a possibility that the opponent you play could just have a better deck than you? Just a better deck. Even though you've spent time managing your deck, they could just have better cards all around. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's, if I am playing a deck archetype where certain legendaries are just, are better for the archetype than what I'm playing, then yeah, they could um, definitely do that. More often than not, it would be they're just playing a deck that happens to counter mine, like I'm playing an aggro deck and they're playing a control deck that can very easily... So, okay, I, so there, I think also the one thing that we should mention is that Hearthstone has two different play, like, there are two different play types. You, Whenever you jump into a game, it's not all the same type. You have two different types of games you can play. You can either sit down and say, okay, I'm going to sit down and play ranked today, which is like, I'm going to play and I'm going to be playing against other people that are not playing, that are, that are playing to win and to climb the ladder. And then there's also casual play where you hit, I'm going to play, it'll match me against literally anyone. They'll try to match our MMR. Right. But it's not, it, it, like... But because there are so many classes and they're all very different, right? it doesn't matter if the person on the other end is better than me necessarily in casual play. It has to do with if, like, I, we're playing casual, so I could literally just be playing something that counters him. So even if mm -hmm. he's the best player in the world, I could still beat him. Like, I could, hand the, I could hand my phone to my nephew, and as long as he played a card every turn, he would win. Okay, that's actually an interesting point. Um, I, th I guess for the sake of comparison, we would probably compare the ranked mode of Hearthstone to right. Fun Destroyer because Fun Destroyer only has one PvP mode and that's just play and you get ranks for it and it matches mm -hmm. you with people who are because it can't have a casual right if you play if you yeah. play a casual mode it'll you'll put you with level 20 or something and you know you're not level you're level 4 um, yeah but an interesting point from both you guys is that there's counter counter decks right if you yeah. like give me a good example of a, of a complete 100% counter deck versus the deck that would get destroyed um like Freeze Mage versus Control Warrior like and that, Freeze Mage it, will will like as like a, a ninety two percent win rate or something stupid. So there's no way for well, there's very little way for the other person to win against that particular deck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if the levels are matched, <laughs> um, or at least similar, matter of fact, even if the levels are off by a little bit, there is no counters in Phone Destroyer. Like, there's only five themes, and so there's no card that is just plain old better than uh, a, an equivalent card or another card in a different theme. And so if the levels match are close and you pit, pit one deck against another, or one theme against another, there's no determining which one wins except for a skill or a yeah. little, little teeny bit of luck, which is, I think, maybe the one, like... Yes, you don't level up cards in Hearthstone, but you have the factor of there are cards that are just better than other cards. Whereas in Phone Destroyer, you have cards that are, could be better than other cards, but there's no counters on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so if I, a mystic is never going to just automatically win against the fantasy. A fantasy is never going to automatically win against the sci-fi. So maybe it's, maybe that fact, the countering ability in Hearthstone is kind of equivalent to the leveling up in, in, uh, in Phone Destroyer. Possibly. They're, they're just different. Again, I would say they're just different ways of, like, the counter is a tricky issue because it's like, yes, uh, Freeze Mage does beat Control Warrior, but then it has weaknesses in other areas. It's much more a rock, paper, scissors type thing where right, right. by choosing one strategy, you're, you're, if you choose a particularly control strategy, then you're having to sacrifice against uh, aggro. And if, you're, mm-hmm. um, if you build more aggro decks and you're diluting your control style. So it's just an idea of like, there are so many potential threats you could face out there. You have to optimize your deck to face certain ones. And so that's where the meta comes into play where people are like, well, the most popular decks are this. So I want to build a deck that beats these decks in particular because they're the ones I'm most likely to face in a mm-hmm. tournament or out there in the world. So gotcha. it's tough I to think say. It, I, yeah. I think it starts with I think it starts with what does the the game designers like? How are they wanting to make their money? Right. Yeah. Um, and like it, 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 everything is built from there. So like in mm-hmm. Phone Destroyer, they built it so that be, like the leveling system at, okay, I'm not trying to insult your game, but it no, might sound no, like I'm man, don't worry about um, it. Don't worry about it. With all. a leveling system like that, it adds artificial depth to it a does. game. Oh, like, it so does. So if, yes. if they took all those exact same cards and got rid of the leveling system, the I was gonna it, it would say, be yep. a much, it would much more be simple a game. Perfectly, it would be very simple, and it, but it would actually be perfectly balanced, weirdly. Um, like if any yeah. player played against any player with a decently built deck, they would have a reasonable chance to win even in the lesser player you know mm-hmm. um right and so like so it, it adds an artificial depth does, and yes. so in hearthstone they they restrict the types of cards like how often you can get cards without spending money mm-hmm. because if you get like you're only allowed to have like if you have a, le- a single legendary you cannot have more than one of those legendaries in any deck like so if you have one legendary that is the only copy of that legendary you need for the entire time you ever play hearthstone right Right. So, like, with that, so, like, but if Hearthstone did the same thing where it was like, yeah, you need to actually, you need two copies of this legendary and, you know, 1200 dust in order to make the next level of the legendary, they would need to give more cards out and they would need to, like, it's it's all about how they're planning to make money. Right. Like with a leveling system like that, it's the same thing as Clash Royale. Like it adds depth without actually having to add content. Yep. No, I, yeah. I mean, that's a really good point, Ben, honestly. And I, I guess I understood that, but you putting it into actual words, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that, that does make sense. And I guess yeah. I'm okay with that considering I've played the game for ungodly amounts of yeah. at- time. Um, and I think it's okay to be okay with because it's like when you come to the economic models of games, is it so easy for us to focus on what we're losing by them putting in loot boxes or focusing on, you know, how you're being tricked out of your money or, or whatever. But on the other hand, like you don't look at the the benefit of it, which is like, the fact that Hearthstone is free to play um, means that it has a way larger player base. And so right. it's a way more active game. Um, additionally, the people who are super into it can kind of carry. It allows so many people to play this high quality product for free because they're allowing certain people to put way more money into it if they want to. Yeah, right. it's um, probably that like that 80, 20 percent principle. Like mm-hmm. it's probably like I would I would guess that like 20 percent of the player base gives 80 percent of the revenue. Right. Yeah. Which, and, which mm-hmm. Oh, no, quite, Brian. No, it's, yeah, it's just kind of like any economic system where the top producers are going to make life a lot better for um, for the people who can kind of hang on to that and say, well, because they did that thing, now there's a lot more um, a lot more content. Yeah, content, and yeah. there is the predatory aspect of it, which I think yes. is always good to watch out for, and yes. that we need to kind of keep 
you know, keep looking at. But I think it's easy for people to kind of focus on that exclusively and not see the benefits you're getting from the fact that these systems exist. That were the idea of having games like Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone all for free and constantly updated by giant support teams and you don't have to pay yeah. a cent to participate in it is awesome. And yep. I don't want to get in the state uh, myself where I'm just like, but why are there things that I had to pay for? It's like, well, normally you would have to pay like a huge thing up front. That's so it's actually like, a yeah. really interesting point because I've been struggling with this aspect and I have an anecdote regarding the money, the, the money issue with mm -hmm. Phone Destroyer. But I've been struggling with this thought of should I be playing this dumb game on my phone? And I, I keep on going back to well, I'm, I, I'm having fun and I'm not spending absorbent amounts of money on it either. But then I think about Heroes of the Storm. And I've realized that there's never been once in my entire time of playing Heroes over about three years now where I've thought, mm -hmm. mm, yeah, I shouldn't have bought that. I've yeah. never, ever, ever, ever felt, mm, okay, one time. I'll get to that. <laughs> but I've <laughs> never felt cheated out of my money. Not even like an inkling of, mm, man, I shouldn't have, man, that sucks. I shouldn't have bought that. Because I always yeah. love the Heroes at least a little bit, except maybe Lost Vikings. But besides that, um, <laughs> the one time... I felt a little bit ugh about buying something in Heroes was when, Brian, you bought me those gift boxes this Christmas um, yeah. as a Christmas present to try to get the Vala skin, and I didn't, right. so I bought 10 more, and I mm. got the stupid skin, and afterwards I felt like, that's kind of a gross feeling. Um, yeah. But the last thing I wanted to bring up, oh, good, really good conversation, guys, honestly. I, mm -hmm. I'm just, I've just been, I guess it's all about justifying myself with this game, even yeah. just so I stopped feeling kind of sleazy playing it, and I think I I think I've kind of, I think I'm okay with it at this point. Um, but I, so, okay. Would you guys say in Hearthstone that if you are a paying player, um, and the meta is mage, I don't know, what's, what's in meta right now? Or in paladin. <laughs> paladin? Yeah, the paladins. Okay, so. Paladins are killing it. Let's say, okay. Let's say you've spent, okay, so if you, if you want a paladin deck that, was actually like competitive in higher level stuff. Mm -hmm. How much money do you think you'd have to spend to get the cards you need? So, so Ooh, you, you could either think about this in money or you can think about it in time. Like, so how money, long would money. I have to play? So, in in terms of money, if you just bought the you, decks. Have, have you been playing? Have you been playing up until now, or are you just getting into the game? Let's say yeah, you've been playing up till now. You're a regular user who's like, you know what? I want to switch to Paladin. I'm I'm going to start building my Paladin deck. So, if you've been playing as long as Brian and I, we could. We could make that happen by disenchanting other things that we currently have. I'm sitting but right now at about 15,000 dust. I can build That's multiple decks worth. If you delete yeah. a card, it's gone, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's gone, but you get a fourth of the value. So if you delete four legendaries, you can make another legendary. Okay. So I could easily right now, if I wanted every legendary from one class, I could delete all of the other ones from every other class, which there are nine total classes, and build every legendary for one class. Okay, so how much money did you just disenchant? Oh my gosh. Uh, there you like, go. There's the question. So like, because you also get free packs. I guess I'm right, trying to, right. I'm trying oh, to figure I know, out. I, I know. You... I'm asking kind of a ridiculous question because you can't really Ooh. know exactly I'm how much I'm sure there are people decks. who have broken the math down on this. People are very obsessed about doing that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, like there's, yeah. there's a, there's, there's like a, so like in order, like if you were, if you had started playing like a couple months ago, you had a relatively decent mm -hmm. collection and you were wanting to get a single deck. I would I would say you probably are spending in between like forty five and sixty dollars okay. for that deck. Okay, and I, I understand that was kind of an open ended question because it's kind of impossible to put value to digital stuff mm -hmm. that you've gotten for free. Some of it, blah blah blah. Okay, so I was just curious because let's say tomorrow they nerf the crap out of Paladin, like cr the crap. Oh, out of Paladin. something to something to point. If they ever nerf a card, you're able to disenchant it for the full value of the card. 
Yeah, so ah. they, 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 they take care of that. That's yeah, actually really interesting. Yeah, they're very, very good about that. Okay, but, but let's that's say... Also, that's also because they don't, they, don't, they don't nerf hardly ever. What they do is they add more cards that and counter that the old drop cards. Stuff out. Mm, yeah. But you still have to get those new cards too, as well. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's the, the, the full disenchant for the full price thing is actually a really cool system, but what if yeah. they kind of nerf something even just a little teeny bit that makes your particular deck unviable right. and it's like okay i have to kind of rework some stuff it'll it'll either cost you a little bit extra uh, dust or maybe yeah. a couple bit of money for packs okay mm-hmm. that's just all i was trying uh, you yeah, know yeah, it's, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's switching decks is gonna cost something i guess yes that, that yeah. is true so uh my main deck in phone destroyer was mystic fantasy that was it was a pretty powerful deck. I wouldn't say it was the most powerful deck. I, I would say Adventure probably has the most popular cards. Um, but I, that's what I spent all my, um, my materials and my coins on was Fantasy and Mystic. Uh, they just recently got pretty nerfed. They have a, they have two particular spell cards that were really low cost that one of them was Purify, which got rid of any negative elements on your, on your team, which was crazy good for like anything really, and then they had um, power bind, which paused the powers of a of a card, and they were very low cost, so you could just sling them out there, and they'd cycle back in real quickly. Um, they got nerfed, in my opinion, like substantially. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly, my Mystic deck and Mystic Fantasy deck is is no longer viable at all. Uh, specifically mm-hmm. mystic portion of it because both those two spell cards came from mystic and so i sorry. had well go ahead sorry cameron not to interrupt i uh when i was playing clash royale that's what made me quit when yeah. they nerfed the card that i had spent money on upgrading like mm-hmm. i upgraded one card it was the prince card uh or not i, I guess they're technically called cards because you summon a, it, it, whatever that's doesn't matter it sounds like they're um, very similar games to be honest but yeah oh they're very similar um because it's it's re it's, it's you collect stuff but anyway they nerfed the prince card which is i had built my entire strategy around and i just quit playing i was like i'm if they're gonna do this yeah. like i'm not gonna keep playing the game well that's exactly the kind of thought the thought i had because i was like okay so in order to switch decks because all my fantasy mystic were level four and all my adventure or sci-fi was level two ish you know because i had used them just a little sparingly and i was like this sucks. So uh-huh. I called Apple and said, I, the, 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 these developers, I had maybe spent 50 bucks over the course mm-hmm. of three months at this point. I said, these developers, I put money into a specific type of deck and they nerfed those cards and I feel like I got ripped off. And Apple's like, click, click, click. Okay, you got your money back. And Are I'm, you serious? Yeah. Whoa. And Well, they only did it for the past 60 days. So I, I only got like 40 back. Um, but yeah, that's still that's even that's still that's insane. Yeah, I, would I know. Never I never expect that. I didn't either, and I was I was super nice. And of course, I was she was she, she was like, "Well, what game was it?" And I was like, "Phone Destroyer." And she's like, "Did they update it today?" And I was like, "It was today." And I kind of explained to her, the person about it. She's like, "Yeah, we we can do the last sixty days refunds. That's no problem." Um, so yeah, but of course, I got my money back. Yeah, I'm not gonna sink any more money into the game probably, but I'm still playing it. Uh-huh. Um. And I'm just sort of grinding my way with better with different decks. Um, yeah, I mean, I I wonder, and I will need to close this discussion here in a second because it's about at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm but sorry for last... taking the whole podcast off. <laughs> no worries, we had our ridiculous first thirty minutes. We had a nice, sure. reasonable second half. Um, cool. But my last thing that I'm kind of curious about is I'm, and this is just musings I had while we were doing this, so I, mm-hmm. it's not at all a uh, finished thought for me. It's just I wonder if like to be competitive in like. 
when you're describing just wanting to stop after they nerf the one specific card, mm-hmm. made me think like, I feel like playing one of these games to be competitive with one deck is like asking for trouble in a way because life or the it is going to change. That is the the what these types of games are is change. That's kind of what they're set up for. So I feel like if you want to be competitive in these types of games, you have to accept the fact that things are going to be constantly changing and that you're going to have to adapt to it and with it. And it's that is going to take a substantial amount of money and time. And so the people who are willing to put money and time into it are going to be the competitive players. And I wonder if like, if you, you kind of have, I wonder if you kind of need to make a choice between those two, whether you want to be competitive, in which case you need to keep in mind the idea that you're going to have to adapt with how the game changes over time, or you're going to have to just enjoy playing things for fun and thus the changes and adaption. It doesn't matter to you if your deck is top level competitive anymore because you're that, that's not why you're playing. But I, I, I don't know. Right. I've seen enough anecdotes where people are like, oh my gosh, they've nerfed Rogue and now I hate WoW. That's all I did is play Rogue and I want to play at all the top raids and stuff. And now they nerfed and it's not the best DPS on my team anymore. And that's awful. And it's like, well, it's kind of like expected the easy way out in a bit, like that you can just ignore the fact that the world's going to change and also get all the benefits of it. No, anyway, I, I, a, I completely disagree yeah. with that. Uh, because <laughs> if okay. they, they sh- the developers are setting people up for failure in that sense, mm. where it's like, if there's a... It, okay, listen, there's a difference between a mistake. Like, the rogue's power was accidentally buffed by 10,000 instead sure. of 1%. Oops. And people who dumped a bunch of money into it that way, that that's their own problem. Um, It's mm-hmm. obviously a glitch. With this, with the Mystic deck or with anything that gets nerfed, it's like that you spent real money on. That's not our fault. The game gave us a thing to play with. The thing was fun. Right. The game gives us an option to upgrade the thing. The For thing sure. gets upgraded. So yeah. we're just, I mean, why, why should it be on us to expect things get nerfed if it's not well. blatantly broken? And Mystic was not blatantly broken in my mm-hmm. particular instance. And I had no expectation that they were going to raise a one cost, two one cost cards to three, which is insane. Um, then why is it on me to, 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 to f- expect them to well, nerf I'm these not, decent I'm not cards? necessarily saying it's, it's on someone to expect that. What I'm saying is I think it's true across the board for competitive games. And it's just a, a, an unresolved thought in my head. I think it's a, across the board in competitive games, the people who are able mm-hmm. to adapt to the change of the game, whether it be new cards being introduced or cards being changed, are going to be the most competitive people mm-hmm. because surviving is going to require adaption. And I feel like okay. the people who are saying, I'm going to stick with one deck and I want it to always be the best. It's like you are doing yourself for failure because you're going in a system that is constantly changing and expecting it to stay the same. And I feel like that's going to set you up for failure. So I almost feel like if you just want to be able to specialize on one thing, then you're going to accept the fact that you're probably not going to be super competitive because that thing will be good sometimes and not good other times, at least in a meta like Heroes, for example. Maiev comes out and then Genji is not viable anymore. If you're Genji main, you can't just rage at the game for making your character bad. It's the meta shifts and he'll be good sometimes and not good other times. And if you're going to be really competitive, you're going to have to be comfortable with more than one thing. And so that's just kind of a, a side thought I had. Okay. Um, not I that I'm saying it's not justified are, if they right, the, nerf something. They, I feel like, like you're putting of, a little yeah. bit less of a failsafe in some systems, and I yes. think it's a little. It's it's it would. Be, I agree. I completely agree with your analogy with heroes, but for a game mm-hmm. that's a little more free to play, yeah, um, and a little more sketchy with their dealings, yeah, that's um, true. And that's why I like Hearthstone's system of if they nerf a card, you get to disengage. That's a really card. cool. That's idea. very good. Yeah, I like that so, a lot. Anyway, just just a thought of like being competitive because that also goes yeah. to just being. A, you you can't expect to be at the top level of well, competitive play if you only play one deck. That's the thing is that I actually don't care about competitive. I just want yeah. fair fights. Sure. And so yep. 
that's again I'm kind of at the mercy of the matchmaking system where it's like I, yeah. I really don't care if I lose because the game the gameplay loop the game is actually really fun it's so so strategic um but if I'm fighting somebody who's way higher level than me it's no it's just I don't care I don't care it's so annoying and so yeah. I I really just at the mercy of the matchmaker apparently um which yep. sucks because man the game is just the, the gameplay loop is so darn fun I wish they would just mm-hmm. man I feel like I I think Ben, you said this earlier. If the if the whole game was just no levels anymore, you just get the cards and you play them. I think the game would be way more fun. Maybe yeah, yeah but way they wouldn't pretty be making shallow. any money. Right. They wouldn't be making any money from people saying, "Oh, my deck isn't good anymore. I'm addicted to this game, not that deck." Oh yeah, let for me sure. go switch to the other deck. Like if like imagine if you had no emotional connection to this deck and you just wanted to win, you immediately would have been like, "Oh sweet, there's something else new and exciting and is now gonna win more. I will put in the money for that mm-hmm. thing, please." No, yep. I, I get it. It's not viable, at least with their particular <laughs> model. But it would make for a really fun game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, what that that that's a game you have to make and sell for sixty dollars and then never touch again. Or be Heroes of the Storm, which is, has insane amounts of value for free, and it's ridiculous, and the game is just ridiculously good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but um, but even mm-hmm. but even then, like, sorry, I will. We I know we're trying to end the podcast. Yeah. But in Heroes of the Storm, imagine trying to play this game competitively. Even if you're going to play this game com- game competitively, you would need to drop a pretty exorbitant amount of money to get all of the heroes or at least the ones that were with that okay if you if you're gonna play you don't think all the pros own every hero you're gonna play competitive with every hero if you're gonna play heroes of storm competitively you probably want what seven or eight eight i will say eight heroes in your class and it's not like they're gonna nerf damage dealers in general like they're not gonna do that so if you if you're a damage dealer player and you have eight characters that you are eight heroes that you want to play that's Fifty dollars, maybe. Uh, not nah. not including sales I, I, or whatever. I think I think that this the 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 strategy when it comes to like practicing and stuff would be a little bit different. Like you would need to own them. But I do understand what you're saying, and I am okay with I'm okay with uh, saying I agree with you. Yeah, right. But I'm, <laughs> for for the sake for of the podcast heroes, and yeah. so um, Stephen, for, uh, what do you think of uh, <laughs> Stephen? What do you think of the monetization in PUBG? Stephen, even here. Oh, oh, dang it. I didn't realize my microphone was off. I've been vehemently involved in this whole conversation. <laughs> You're a liar face. And we've just been ignoring you. Whoa, Steve, I'm so man, sorry for ignoring crazy. you. Big old liar um, face head. Um, but, but I'm in PUBG. It's just bad, though. Yeah, but you Is just it, pay for PUBG up front. It's You fine. don't pay for... There's no... I mean, like, there's the crates, I guess. Oh, I thought have, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I was talking about... I got a dirty <laughs> t-shirt in mine. It was great. Me too. <laughs> I've been selling mine for uh, for a Steam cash. Oh There's no gosh. randomness right. in PUBG, which is why it works. But let me just close off by saying, I thank you for the conversation. That's I just for some reason have been comparing it with Hearthstone this entire time, and I yeah. just I was curious about the monetization back and forth. Yeah. And the, the game is definitely a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. It is, the, I, and I'm not blind to that. But honestly, it's it's enjoyable and it's fun, and I've gotten most of my money back. <laughs> yeah. Um, from some for of sure. the from of the yeah. choices, which and makes don't me hold any game up as as the ideal that Hearthstone's can be sketchy too and it's a huge debate in the community about what's acceptable and not in terms of monetization so it's not like it's a game that people are like this oh, is sorry, how I'm it sorry, should Brian. be done i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry oh what was the last thing you said i was saying that uh it there's a lot of debate within hearthstone itself of whether or not it should change its payment model so it's not okay. like the the 
the holy grail of this is a game where everyone agrees payment models are done correctly and right, people right. still and that think makes it's sketchy too. That so. makes sense. I, I, yep. I guess it's just for myself to make me mm -hmm. feel better about spending way too much yeah. time on this dumb game. Just whenever you you feel bad about maybe a game being predatory, just remember games started in arcades where they were the most predatory, and that <laughs> yeah. they literally designed games to be hard to make you keep pumping money into them. Yeah, so. in some senses we've digressed, in some senses we've <laughs> progressed. So, exactly. Um, but yeah, yep. it's it's such a fun game loop, and I'm I'm mm -hmm. probably gonna keep on playing it even after I got my refund, even if that makes me feel a little shady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, uh, and you have your your card game to play. I wish there was something that was cool. perfect for me though, man. Yeah, no, so I know what you mean. I know uh, what you mean. Uh, artifact, hopefully, artifact's good. What? I will oh, play right. artifact. The the dude, Dota thing. You, dude, could like a card a collectible card game with the Steam Marketplace? Come on, man. That sounds awesome. Mm. You, you yeah, open a pack and you get an amazing card you sell it for $20 and you go buy a whole bunch of extra packs that are on the sale. Have market. you like, decided to ah! try Magic the Gathering before, Cameron? Because yeah, you might kidding. really enjoy I this. I love Magic, but here's the problem yeah. with Magic the Gathering is I live playing. alone and have no friends. Well, okay, Cameron, here's the thing. They're actually developing a new online version of Magic the Gathering. They always hoping... say they are developing No, this a time new... they're really trying to no. make their like Hearthstone <laughs> That's how they literally do it every time, and every time I download their stupid app, and it's always garbage compared to Hearthstone. Okay, it's so still going to be garbage compared to Hearthstone. But anyway, um, thank you everyone for joining me today. Thank you, Cameron. You're welcome. Thank you, Ben. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you, Steven. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> Thank you, me, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Right, right. Yep. Mm. Thank you for coming to the podcast today. Aw, I really appreciate that, Demon Fozzie. My name is Satan. Uh, Satan? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>